0: 12 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro with myself, Ayabong Adawe. And I did say that uh, the bulk of our chats, uh, certainly in this hour, are going to be taking a look at uh, what's happening at our national carrier, where we saw a creditors meeting, giving the green light to the uh, SAA Business Rescue Plan. And uh, the big question we're asking in this segment is what does all of this mean for many of the working people who are set to receive severance packages or be placed in the trainee or be placed in the trainee layoff scheme uh, so the big question we're asking is uh, what does all of this mean for working people and i have on the line as uh, zazi Ntib- ntibanyoni mukambi who's the president of the south african cabin crew association (SACA), and uh, will be joined shortly by irvin jim general secretary of the national union of metal workers of south africa as well zazi let me start off with you good evening to you and welcome good evening everyone. Zazi, so, um, I guess, you know, uh, I've, I've spoken to two analysts, uh, one from the markets and uh, one one of our colleagues in the fourth estate. And uh, I guess many of them uh, welcoming this um, decision by the creditors today. It certainly does move the process along, a process uh, that started, uh, um, uh, I think, about around October. No, no, sorry, around uh, at the end of November uh, uh, last year, where, where we saw the entity placed under... Voluntary Business Rescue and uh, I guess as Saka um, you know some of your early reflections on the back of uh, what uh, happened earlier on in today's meeting and maybe some of the loose ends that you still think uh, constitute unfinished business and that uh, uh, many of you yourselves as workers at SAA and some of your members will want uh, uh, those to be attended to It's
1: been indeed a very long um, hard journey and as Saka and as Numsa we've obviously fought tooth and nail to avoid the liquidation of SAA. Mm. Um and I think we are relieved um that we no longer face that threat of liquidation, but we also face the hard reality that two thousand seven hundred employees could be without jobs and basically unemployed um in the next few months. And that is a serious, serious concern for us as unions, as you could imagine. And also just for the country in general, where the unemployment rate is, is, is rising on a daily basis, especially under the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but today's, today's business uh, uh, the rescue uh, plan vote with accreditors, I mean, we obviously wanted a yes vote in order to avoid the liquidation. But we must admit that the business rescue plan uh, lacks a lot of detail, which we now need to embark on a process to try and fill in the blanks and make sure that the future of South African Airways um, goes in a positive light. This involves, in our view, a new, brand new board with none of the old um, board members that have been there historically.
0: Zazia, are you still there? seem to have lost you there. Ah, seem to have lost her for a second there, but uh, let me bring in the general secretary of uh, the National Union of Metal Workers, uh, uh Irvin Jim. Mchegas, good evening to you and welcome.
2: Good evening, uh, Obama.
0: uh, I mean, I, I guess let me pose the same question that I was asking Zazi earlier on. This process I has I dragged on sadly for oh, a long off. time.
2: I didn't hear the yeah.
0: question, oh, cut off. okay? No, no, Mandipi, so that you can hear it. Um, I mean, this process has been happening for the last few months or so. And uh, uh, certainly, I think from, from uh, the end of November, early December, somewhere there. And it's dragged on for much longer than what was anticipated earlier on. What are some of your reflections on the outcome of uh, today's meeting? And maybe, what, what do you think are some of the loose ends that constitute unfinished business in this process as the NUMSA?
2: Well, I thanks for having us. I think, I'm sure that we would have articulated the same things. But I, I should say a few things. That one, I think to the extent that this approval of the plan bring closer the end of BRP. I mean I listen to Dongwana today's apologizing whether he has rubbed in wrong way, right way, he, I want to tell you, Abonga, that I reject that apology with contempt it deserves. There was nothing sophisticated about being humane. I mean, these guys, as you would remember, they would have gone ahead and cut all the roads. And unnecessary, uncalled for, grounded the airline, costed workers, thrown the whole SAA workforce into misery. And there was absolutely no need to do that. But you know what they didn't do? They didn't cut the the contracts that SAA had with the air ticket sales. As a mm-hmm. result, SAA now has got a $3 billion cost, which has not been dealt with. But not only that, the big cost has been resolved in terms of contracts. They costed the airline, when the airline is not moving, not less than $30 billion.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm just What's saying... What's your view... I mean, I I think you make a very interesting point because I I would add to that, I mean, even the the cost of some of the pilots here uh, who uh, numerically constitute a very small number of the employees. But if you think about how much uh, their sort of severance packages or what they're looking for constitutes of the bigger pie, it certainly is an inordinate amount. Uh, Do you lump them in the same with some of those contracts that you think the airline has been reluctant to let go of? I beg to differ. I think...
2: Mm. I don't buy DPE stance of how they want to treat the pilots. Okay. To be honest with you, I think that this is a smoke screen. I think that this is the old divide and rule. I think that if government was not dealing with the pilots with prejudice, I think they can negotiate with the pilots. I mean we have a negotiated settlement in this country. I think that this is not rocket science. Um, I agree, though, that, I mean, it can be business as usual with all of us. And, I mean, if you look at the cost of labor, uh, okay, maybe maybe I should do that. Maybe I should just say three things that have bleeded and, and were costing the airline.
0: Mm. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: no, listen to me, i The point I
2: want to make <laughs> is that when it comes to the labor costs, which include pilots, in as much as it is an issue it is the most exaggerated point when in fact when we compare it to other airlines like british airways mm, um, mm. Um, emirates and so forth our cost was was comparable and that's why i'm arguing that's why i'm arguing that you can negotiate with the pilots. and if government was not adopting a hostile attitude they can negotiate and find a settlement with the with the pilot. It's Mm, not rocket science. So I'm just saying it's a non issue. Sure, sure. Okay. No, no,
0: no. I want to tell you what has been the issue. Okay.
2: The issue that has destroyed the airline has been maintenance cost, has been Mm. fuel cost, has been all the I mean there was a study and an audit that was done of all the contracts, but the board didn't act on all of those contracts which
0: are green, evergreen contracts that have destroyed the airline. Mm, mm, mm. Zazi, let me bring you in here. we'll come back to this theme of some of the uh, evergreen contracts and some of those that uh, it seems the airline is reluctant to touch. But uh, uh, we we got you cut off there as you were trying to make your point and also, I guess, uh, engage on some of the issues that you see as loose-hanging issues. And you might also want to comment on the pilot's uh, issue as well.
1: No, yeah, I think, um, you know, we all started off pilots and other unions and we actually had a very good harmonious working relationship and somewhere along the line we were all dumped and we all had to survive and i suppose mm. if the dp had acted in good faith and engaged us properly we wouldn't have found ourselves with the mud flinging that what that went on um once, after the first business rescue plan was presented i think if we had done things correctly we wouldn't have found ourselves, you know, having to call out anybody for that matter. And as Ivan said, of course, there's other issues that have caused problems. And you can't you can't take away from the history of South African Airways. It's mm. been looted year after year. We've had CEO after CEO um coming and going and not been able to achieve uh, what what was set out. And with the shareholder that's watched all along, Ayabonga they've been there They've been at the helm of this thing. They've appointed the boards. They've appointed all these these corrupt officials. So they need to take accountability as to where they find find, find SAAs. Let's not just uh, uh, um, mm. you know make the pilot post the children of where we find South African Airways in the situation that you find SA in. But with that said, I think um, you know we we have we have serious work to do. We are not um, we were not hundred percent convinced with the business rescue plan. There's uh-huh. work that needs to be done in that regard. And of course, you you can appreciate now uh, an interim CEO has been named by the name of sure. Philip Saunders. Zazi,
0: no. Zazi. T- yes. tell you what, let, let's pause here. We need to take a quick spot break. When we come back, we'll continue there. Zazi, please continue with the point you are making there. And I guess uh, as part of the musical chairs you're talking about, uh, you're also commenting on the appointment of Philip Saunders as the interim CEO of SAA.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: I mean, Philip has been at SAA. He's been an executive at SAA. And um, under the the current executive watch, he has contributed to where we find ourselves today. Now, we are saying with Philip Saunders, he shouldn't be interim CEO. But now that he is, we're also saying that it should be a very short-lived event. And um, we make ways for people that can actually come in with the proper expertise, experience and knowledge um, to run the airline. I mean, Philip does not have any experience as a CEO. Um, but with that said, we, 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 we will work with Philip, but, um, we don't believe he should, he, he, he should be at the helm currently. We believe mm. all the board members must be replaced with new ones, and we believe all the executive management must be replaced. They have led us to this particular, uh, phase that we find ourselves in, you know. Um, so it, 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 it it's time for us to actually act in the interest of South African Airways and actually save this entity. We can't Mm -hmm. have the same old people in these positions that lead us nowhere.
0: Okay. Irvin, Jim, let let me bring you in just on that question. I mean, maybe just your reflections on uh, the appointment of Philip Saunders uh, being announced and the timing of that announcement. But also, uh, I asked a similar question to one of my earlier guests, which is the kind of animal that uh, the national carrier is going to be as it rises from the ashes, as some people have said and what the new SAA is going to look like and I guess your role as working people in that new entity. Uh, some of your views on that. Okay, I, I think
2: I think, just on, on, on Philip Saunders, I think how I wish all of us should be honest, the new board that we want, the new executives that we want, this includes uh, uh, Philip Saunders. I mean, I can only describe him as a person who had an experience of running a single airport airline, a Air Malta in Germany, which is a very small country, for I mean, I don't know, the size of that country is equal to Robin Island. The size <laughs> of which country is equal to Robin Island? A <laughs> Malta where he ran. Oh, yes, an Malta, airline, Oh yeah. That's sure. his experience. Is equal to Robin Island, that country. <laughs> and guys, please. Man, I think if the minister was not uh, personalizing issues. When I talk to him, he says he has no issues with Buyani Jahan. I would argue that if there's no body who can run this, we need to go back and engage Buyana Jahan to come back and run the airline. He's very skilled. He's mm. got a lot of experience. And I'm not controversial in this. He doesn't want this position, but I can tell you this. If the ANC is serious about somebody who can give life to that airline, and Vianne Jahana is very competent to do it. Does he want to do it? I can tell you this. When everybody was frustrating him, he threw the towel because he doesn't want to date his name. That's what I would say. Secondly, mm-hmm. it's going to take workers. It's going to take change of culture. It's going to take us as unions to basically assert. But uh, what's important is to ensure that we are productive, workers' culture, and so forth we're not out of the woods i think what zazi is saying i agree fully for instance we don't agree that so many workers can still be retrenched we think that the anc government is good a duty all of us in the country we need to look at each other's face to ask that for now yes we have offered we we we've reached And we have not opposed VSPs, not because we're happy with the package. But can we really afford so many workers to lose their jobs? And and in this sea of poverty under COVID, I would argue that if there's an equity partner that is coming on board, if it is committed to the country, one of the things is to ensure that the thousand workers that are taken to a training layoff scheme have job security, but not only that, if there are workers who have not taken the package and they are there, we must make sure that those workers, in the, in the numbers that we have been articulating, they must be taken back in a phase approach. And let's ensure that we can ensure that not everybody is turned into a squalor condition and everything else that goes with it. And I think mm. government has got a responsibility as the employer of the last robot.
0: Yeah, yeah. It might seem it might seem here, Zazi, for a second that uh, we might be having, I guess, the conversation uh, in a very hypothetical sense because we we have no clear and firm confirmation on the part of the government that they're going to bankroll uh, this rescue plan. So it might seem that uh, all of us are quite happy. We sort of uh, um, you know giving each other high fives here for for the process and how it's unfolded mm-hmm. and finally seeing some finality here. But from some of the utterances I've heard from the Ministry of Finance. It certainly doesn't uh, uh, make me very confident that this money will materialize.
1: Ah, uh, yes. I mean, we we've seen uh, the, uh, Tito Maweini making reckless statements time and time again, which is just doing nothing for the airline and 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 its future. And also, he blatantly said that he um, is is giving SAA no money. I mean, who does uh, uh, Tito report to? And I think. Um, you know the the ANC should actually call Peter to order, and we've actually called for him to to be fired, if not resigned, because he's he's making reckless statements time and time again. But with that said, the DPE has said that they will come up with the money. We've asked time and time again, um, where where's the money? When is the money coming? And we've been told it's coming, so we're all waiting. And secondly, we've also asked about the strategic equity partner. And to date, we don't even know who these people are. And we've asked that, you know, the DPE sort of disclose who the strategic equity partners are so that we're aware of who, who's coming to the fore. And these are answers that we haven't received. So, I mean, we, 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 we are all waiting and and. and we are saying the funding must come through. It's not an option. Mm. We need to save these jobs, yeah. and um, they've committed to tomorrow. so let's see um, what
0: tomorrow brings Irvin, aren't you afraid that that you're going to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait until you can't wait anymore.
2: Well, there are a couple of points that could be made on that question. Is that the kind of jobs we're saying we think we should preserve? Um, outside the numbers that are confirmed by the business plan is 2,700 workers. And and I, I think the point I was making is that any responsible government would make sure that a sizable number of workers who don't take VSTs because they have good secure jobs are not thrown into the street in a country where there's gender-based violence, where there's crime and everything else. But not only that, I think that the banks I think that the banks have, if by 2014, SAA was absolutely insolvent, if not bankrupt. And the banks basically joined government on government giving them guarantees. If there's one thing that must be investigated, we should go to the commissioner, to the commission that is currently running by Judge Zondo, is the extent of exorbitant high... Uh, interest rates that the banks have been charging at the back of knowing that they have got guarantees. And, uh, and uh. one of the one of the companies we've been trying to save, which we have continued to fight, is 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 SACS, uh, SA Express, where basically in I can't recall the year whether it's twenty thirteen you will see, but they aren't one of the banks, R and D, increased their they are cost by 67%. And and that's what brace basically destroy that particular um, airline. And, um, I mean, the point is, at what point do we say to the banks, you have looted, it's the time for you to be part of joining government and Serafinian taxpayers' money to save jobs, because these poor workers are not responsible for the looting that has been taking place in these SOEs. Government formed these SOEs by an act of parliament. One of mm. the things that NUMSA is going to pursue and SACA in a few days to come. We are not going to accept that it becomes so easy to basically not to pay workers' salaries because government have just decided to bleed them to death. Secondly, and the fact that these SOEs were formed by the, by, by the act of parliament, and therefore you can't just willy nilly liquidate without getting into parliament. That fight is a fight, and I can tell you this: among we have no money, we have been running to court. If it was for this BRP, which is why I'm saying, uh, don't wanna must look for the nearest cliff and dump, he's a criminal. He, hmm. th- this guy, no, they are criminals, these guys. And we've seen them stripping aside this BRP. If one thing that government must revisit is the Companies Act, we need to get rid of the BRPs and put something which has got eyes of all interested parties, community, and so forth. That, the fact, that includes the fact that we must be in the boards as workers. Mm. For so long, people have destroyed companies who bear the brand. It is the poor workers. And, you know, ministers out of their coffee, they can use whatever language they want to use. They can have Tito telling us, and has guts. I'm not sure whether you listen to him. He said, he has told the banks, for whatever money that they have spent on SAA, he will guarantee that they will be paid. They must go to the creditors' meeting and not vote for the, for, for the plan because SAA hmm. must be liquidated. How can you have somebody who's sitting in the public on behalf of the people who's voted and, and, and speak like that about the future of workers, the producers of wealth, the workers who make them to look good?
0: But but I mean, I guess it goes back to the same question I was asking earlier on, Zazi. I mean, if, if you hear the picture that Irvin is painting here, which is... Of um sort of some conversations happening in the shadows, uh, and uh, some impulses that are really trying to push the direction of this towards a liquidation and towards a situation where we see the kind of adverts we've seen on the auction pages of the Sunday Times in the case of essay Express, for instance. Then, you know, um, I guess are, are we seeing parallel processes that are running here? What do we make of? the different views that have come across, and uh, also, I guess, the sort of nameless entities that have come across and been posited as uh, potential suitors and potential strategic equity partners here?
1: There's a lot happening, Ayabonga, behind the scenes that, you know, we are not privy to. But what we do know is the ANC is the government of the day. They have appointed these particular individuals to run office. Mm-hmm. And in actual fact, should hold these particular people accountable for their actions to date. I mean, if you look just at if you look at um, Tito's statement around last year, where he he said SAA uh, must close with immediate effect, SAA then lost more than five hundred million in future bookings. And this is someone that comes to there and says, no, uh, he's not giving a cent, but he's contributed. To, to, to the to, to where we find ourselves today. And these these things we, we should we need to start having these conversations because this is not just an SAA issue. It's an hmm. SOE issue. You know? And the easiest thing for people to do is just sell the assets. I mean we have the same situation with SAA, SAA Technical um where 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 people are brought in like Philip Sanders from the UK, it was Adam Foss. He hasn't been seen as at, at SAA Technical for the last year. We don't know where he is, but if it's mm. a technical supposed to run itself Actually, I mean, that's one we of the crown to you know? seriously we really need to put mm. the right mm. people. Mm. you're not going to bring people from the u k and expect you know them to come with some miraculous solutions. We have South Africans that are fully capable and um, that must just be trusted with turning around uh, mm. uh, organizations uh, you know soEs and be given the autonomy to run them without the in- interference from the shareholders. Until such a time that we can do that, Ayabonga, we're going to continue to have these SOEs sinking further, further into debt. We need to start really, really uh, engaging on what are we going to do with SOEs and the reliance on uh, on, on, on UK people, US mm-hmm. people. Are we, are, we, are, yeah. are we that pathetic as South Africans that we can't run SOEs? Hey,
0: Evan, Jim, let me give you the last word. I mean, I guess uh, 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 both of you are really painting a picture here of a lot of... Smoke, daggers, and mirrors, and all manner of things that are happening behind the scenes and in the shadows. And I'm quite interested, I guess, at what point yourselves, as Noomsa and even Saka and many others, uh, put your foot down uh, as you see the wind moving in a certain kind of direction because we are no wiser. And I come back to this point we're none the wiser as to whether or not uh, there's money to back up this business rescue plan. Uh, And if things go down south and uh, maybe adversely for some of your members, what are some of the options that are open to you? I think. Something which is very awkward is the fact that we were not,
2: during this process, we were not short of what I could regard as lies and committees, uh, Johnny come late unions, opportunists, who, who out of this crisis, they are trying to basically eat with hands and feet. Unions like NTM, who you sit in a meeting with them as they don't advance any moral discussion as they are sitting with you. You say A, B, C, D. They go public and claim victory of what NUMSA SACA is advancing. Before anything, they agree with BRPs. They sleep in bed with management of SAA and so forth. I think we have, if we can write a book of what we, we have experienced out of this process. But what are we going to gain? on on black-on-black violence? What are we going to gain on a fight between one union against uh, against another union? We know nothing except unity of workers, united we stand, divided we fall. But among, we must be helped. Those unions who were saying when it was uh, uh, 90 workers, 1,000 workers, extra workers who said we're willing to support the plan, they're willing to sign, they come into a meeting with a plan. Why should those unions be regarded as unions that represent the interests of workers? We're not, we're not, we are not having a monopoly of solutions. We, 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 here, we're fighting, we fight with Minister President Gordon, we go back into negotiations, we engage, because at the end of the day, this is not about Ivan Jim, It's not about Zazi, this is not about Numsa. it's about the future of a worker who supports his family, who supports five to six extended families, but man, what we have gone through this six months, I can write a book for my children mm. for it, of opportunity people who eat with their hands and feet in Kosa, we call them is tunzela i've never mm. seen is tunzela in the part that i've come across and but listen the there's nothing I can do about them but well do we ever change anything without a struggle the answer is no workers mm. at sax workers at sa express we are we have no money to say we are look at us and so forth what we know but, but maybe just the last change, one uh,
0: just the last one, Mr. Chim. I mean, SA Express, on Sundays, uh, there's a sell-off of the assets, they're looking for a strategic equity partner, uh, all manner of things that, you know, the I English can tell would say you, I that China the DG is DG being today. sold. I found all the of these DG things DG are being today. sold.
2: I can tell you this, hmm? I found the DJ. I said, DJ. I want to tell you this. We know that there are a couple of expression of interest. There's the one that, that the, I don't know, the, um, uh, who comes from from Dubai and, and so ah, forth, who, who made an offer. And in his offer, he has not debated with us. He said, NUMSA, SACA, workers must be, must must form part of the shareholding and so forth. We have not sat down and discussed what is that. But he said he has put money down. We said, fine, let's, let's engage. But all what I'm saying is that if then there is a, a BRP person who was appointed to rescue the business, You can't Mm. now, because you've got an agenda to liquidate and you will make money out of liquidation and throw workers into the cliff and do that. I actually phoned Gigi this afternoon. I said, I'm writing you a letter. Convene a meeting because we have seen a letter sent to us that says here is an offer. And that offer Mm. must defend the future of workers of such. Government must do everything if that money is in the country. And if that money must not come to Jim or anybody, it must go to the job security of those workers. Because in this country Mm. now, combined with the junk status, with COVID, we cannot afford a single job being lost.
0: Mm. We'll have to leave it there. And uh, thank you very much to the pair of you for taking time out to speak to us this evening. I know it's not the last time we're going to be talking about this. Zazi and uh, Sibanyoni Mugambi, President of SACA, the uh, Cabin Crew Association, and Irvin Jim, General Secretary of the uh, National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa. Thank, thank you very much Obama. for your time.
1: Thank you. Thank you.